0: To the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast, downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 countries, and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage.
1: This is episode 228 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and this is our first of two on-trail episodes from our recent Great Ocean Walk trip. We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Recently, Jill and I undertook our adventure on the Southern Victorian Great Ocean Walk. During this six-day adventure, Jill and I undertook a series of recordings as we were going to provide an indication to those that are interested about what we were thinking, what we were seeing, and how we were feeling on trail, just to help them planning their own adventure on this great little trail. In this first episode, we bring you the travel day and the first three days of this trip, and that will be followed by the next episode, which will finish off the last half of the trip. At the end of these two episodes, we'll also bring you an episode titled Reality Versus Expectations, And in that episode, we'll actually talk about what we thought the trip was going to be like, as opposed to what happened in reality, as well as making recommendations that will make your adventure a bit easier. So today is Saturday, uh, 27th of August. It's our travel day, and we spent the day pretty much traveling from Canberra down to uh, the Twelve Apostles. We left home this morning. Just after six o'clock, uh, we had planned on leaving at six thirty, but we were up and organised, so we left a bit early. As per usual, we stopped in Yass, which was about an hour roughly into the trip, and had uh, uh, had breakfast at McDonald's, uh, and then continued on our way down the coastline or down the down towards Melbourne. Reasonably good trip overall. I mean, roads in good condition. It was a sunny day with it was warm without being hot. Uh, so quite a pleasant sort of drive. I managed to have a bit of a snooze every so often. <laughs> uh,
0: it was a it was a good drive. It was quite easy. Uh, wasn't a lot of traffic and uh, everything was, a uh, flowing okay. I think this trip is going to be the uh, we will have to call it the McDonald's stop trip because we also had lunch at McDonald's. So yeah, um, it was a nice day. It was actually quite. Lovely, and um, until we got close to close to the Twelve Apostles, um, it was almost cloudless. So you know, it was a very nice um, uh, nice drive all up.
1: We got to a hotel. It uh, would have been just after three thirty, and um, uh, you know, the hotel. The reason for picking the hotel we did was twofold. One, it was the closest to the uh, Twelve Apostles Visitor Center. Uh, and there was going to be a potential that we would have had to walk down and walk back from the hotel uh, because we are planning on leaving our car here at the hotel. Originally, the, the, the way that most people tend to do it is they'll leave their car in the information centre car park uh, and get a lift up to Apollo Bay, then walk back and collect their car. Uh, we decided that um, we were going to leave our car here at the hotel and our the, the transport, which is a, a taxi service that does uh, walks for or does transport for hikers, uh, was happy to come and pick us up. So um, it means when we get back to the Twelve Apostles on Friday uh, that we basically just we have to walk roughly about three kilometres up the road. Uh, and then uh, our car's here. We've got a, a, the room booked for the night.
0: Yeah, and probably won't be too bad because we will have done a week's worth of walking already. Um, and um, hopefully we will have eaten all our food. <laughs> so our packs will be light. The, the car park at the information centre is actually really, really busy. Well, the whole information centre is really, really busy. So that was another reason why I think we weren't too keen on leaving the car there.
1: So we, uh, after we sort of checked ourselves in and brought all our gear into the room, uh, we then drove to Port Campbell, which was roughly about a 10-kilometre drive away, uh, and went and had a, an early dinner. In fact, it was around about, oh, I think, 4.30 by the time we had dinner. Uh, and we just had it, we decided we'll have pizza for, for dinner and we found a nice little pizza place. Uh, and had a, a bit of a wander up and down the main street of Port Campbell um, before coming back here and um, just putting our clothes with, uh, out for the morning and getting ourselves ready. So uh, really at the moment, it's uh, as we're recording this, it's quarter to seven. Um, so I think we'll, uh, we're not going to have an overly early night, but we're not going to have a late night either. Um, so once we get up, we just need to have breakfast, uh, put our travel clothes in the car, Uh, And they just wait for our transport to come and pick us up. Uh, Apparently, there's three of us that he's picking up uh, from this general area. Uh, So I'm assuming that this other person may well be hiking as well. But who knows, it could be just a transport option as well. One of the things that was interesting, I did look at all the transport options and uh, during the week, the bus service v-line the victorian bus service operates but it doesn't operate on the weekend so really the only only option was a, a transport company and that's what we've done the bus service certainly would have been uh cheaper uh but you know basically with the the transport we get to nominate when we we go so that's the advantage of that okay uh we will just finish off doing some social media and some posts uh watch a bit of tv and then head off for the night Talk to you tomorrow. It's 8.53. We're here at the trailhead at Apollo Bay. Uh, Our trip up from the 12 Apostles Motel uh, took us around about an hour and 30, roughly, just a bit less. Uh, uh it was quite a nice coastline actually it's sort of we uh, we didn't come down that way yesterday although we have traveled it in the past uh, i do certainly like the vegetation and the environment in this part of, uh, of australia it's quite nice
0: yeah it's a lovely drive-in um day is a little bit windy at the moment so you know i've got the beanie on and also the the gloves but it will warm up um, there's been a bit of rain overnight um, but uh, it's looking you know, reasonably okay for the rest of the day. Having
1: said that, though, we crossed over one river which we will need to go over on our way back down the coastline. And it's going to be interesting, actually. I'm hoping there's some way to, to get around that rather than crossing the water because there's been quite a lot of rain over the last week or so by the look of it. Uh, and I don't think we will be going to be able to cross that um, if that's what the, it looks like going down to the coastline. So we may be having to cut inland on the road and then cut back down to the uh, uh, bypass that river section.
0: Well, we'll just have to see. I mean, hopefully um, it'll be a little bit narrower at the coast, but um, I guess we won't know until we get there.
1: So, yeah, today's forecast is 19, 20 degrees. Uh, It is still early and it is a bit windy at the moment, which Jill loves. Uh, And Not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's uh, looking like it's going to be starting off quite well. I must admit, I... uh, uh, the trailhead is reasonably obvious, that's fine. It's a it's a nice piece of almost artwork that, that is the uh, the trailhead. Uh, but I've yet to see any little small marker signs. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. We do know where we're going, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what the signage is like to, to mark along the trail. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay, so we're just stopping for a morning tea break. We've been going for about an hour and 20 minutes now, and we've done about 56 k's. Uh, we're just sitting on a timber bench, uh, just overlooking the ocean on a hilltop. We've come past our first decision point, uh, and at that stage it asked us whether we wanted to go inland or follow around the beach and the rock platform, and we opted for go the rock platform, and it was quite decent, but I can see how uh, if the weather was really windy or the sea was really rough, you wouldn't want to choose that option, and you would want to go inland.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, it was uh, quite okay. There was a bit of water uh, underfoot, but not too uh, not too bad. Um, this spot where we're sitting is just a, a spectacular um, view of the ocean and um, the shoreline. Uh, I'm going to run out of descriptors, I'm sure, on this trip. Uh, we've just climbed up uh, a fairly uh, large number of steps. Uh, uh, muddy steps. Muddy steps or just rock steps. Um uh, so we're just taking a break and uh, enjoying the sunshine
1: Okay, talk later on It's 12.39 We're here at the Elliot Ridge Campground We arrived just on well, just before 12 o'clock So it took us around about three hours to get here To cover the... Uh, just on 11 kilometres So we're travelling at a reasonably good pace uh, It's just the uphill bit slowed us down a bit <laughs> Uh, oh, and, did, did they ever? Yeah, and particularly because the uphill bits, it was also, there's been some rain at some stage over the last week. Uh, the trail's quite muddy in some areas and you just have to go take it a bit slower to keep your footing. Uh, we came across a couple of different areas this morning uh, and this is where you've got the, the detour or the alternate route. Uh, and the first one, we just kept on going along the rock platform and that was fine. Uh, the second one, we looked at it and we thought, no, we just can't do it. You know, We would have had to have been in probably around about 60 to 70 centimetres of water um, uh, because the tide is coming in. So that was uh, expected. High tides around about uh, just after lunch. Um, so we ended up take, going up onto the cliff and taking the the bushland route.
0: And that was OK because um, pretty much we were supposed to do that most of the way into Elliot Ridge anyway. So um, it worked out quite OK.
1: So we... We, it was a bit funny actually, we got, we came in here this morning and uh, uh, we thought that uh, uh, there was a group that was behind us, uh, it looks like a, a school group, and we got here to Elliot Ridge and they were here.
0: <laughs> we thought, oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> so apparently they'd got a bus up to the, uh, the, the the nearby car park and walked into here and it looks like they're going to be ahead of us this afternoon, so I am guess we're camping with a group of uh, school kids this afternoon. Um, Yay! But so yeah, so three hours roughly to do the eleven kilometres. Uh, we get roughly the same sort of distance this afternoon, uh, and that will take us another three, maybe four hours. So that'll get us into camp sometime between four and five o'clock. What is it now? It's uh, it's twelve forty-one now. So it might even get into sort of four four thirty. It just depends on what the conditions are like
0: yeah there's plenty of uh, light though, um, even at five o'clock or five thirty there's still good light to be able to um, set up camp. so we're not in uh, daylight savings yet, but um, it, I think it'll be fine.
1: Walk itself's been good. We took our jackets off probably around about half hour into the walk. Um, it's been I won't say it's hot, but it's 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 pleasant temperature, it's not too cold, not too hot, it's actually quite nice. And um, the scenery's been quite good. We've been following along an ocean. Uh, haven't seen any wildlife as such. Uh, apart from we got to camp, there's a few small birds around, a few, few small fairy wrens, uh, but nothing on trail so far. So we'll see how that goes today. Uh, we just topped up some water here at the campground, uh, and it does say it's untreaded. Um, so in this case here, we filtered. I just got enough water to carry me through lunchtime so I probably had about a litre of water over lunch uh, and I've still got probably about a litre and a half left from my pack and that'll carry me through to the next campsite Okay, that's it we'll uh, pack up and we'll head off It's 2.12 on Sunday the 28th of August, day one of our adventure on the Great Ocean Walk and we're just having a an afternoon break. Normally, we try and have breaks about every hour and a half. We left the uh, last campsite at twelve thirty-nine, so so we've basically been going for pretty much an hour and a half. So, time for a break. We caught up to the school group that was ahead of us. Uh, we're having a bit of a break, uh, and I must admit, they're a group of about. 12 to 15 in total uh, And given that there's a lot of rain on the road uh, a lot of water uh, The road's quite muddy So a large group was actually sort of turning the turning it up a bit They've just overtaken us again um, So I'm pretty much guessing we'll be camping in the same location tonight
0: Yeah, so um, muddy probably doesn't describe it well uh, It is really muddy Um, It's hard going, and it's uphill. And uh, so we've got the walking poles out uh, to give us a little bit of balance and and to help us uh, sort of minimise the the sliding about. Shoes covered with mud, as you'd expect. And, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. We're still going uphill. There's a lot of uphill today. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's funny. And again, I, I know I'd seen the, the elevation changes on this walk and for some reason I just seem to picture it like being a bit like uh, the um, Kangaroo Island Wilderness Trail, which was...
0: A bit more undulating. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a bit more
1: undulating than that. But, yeah, there are some uphills uh, and basically we're following along the coastline. Really, uh, since just before lunch, we've been inland. Uh, obviously, the coastline is not suitable to, to skirt around at sea level. Uh, So we're up in land at the moment. And we've got uh, supposedly around about 21 kilometres in total today. So we've got about six kilometres, five and a half, six kilometres left, roughly. Um, So uh, about two hours, I suppose, which gives us 4.30, 4 to 5 o'clock, sometime around there. It just depends on how how quickly or how slowly we travel how uh, much
0: mud we encounter yeah
1: uh, we're not travelling too badly considering how slowly the mud is, is is causing us to walk so we're doing well uh, no animal life as such uh, but having said that uh, probably around about half an hour ago we were walking along the track and we could hear a koala grunting uh, we couldn't see it uh, but definitely a koala and definitely making that grunting sort of noise in the background.
0: And uh, by the time Tim got out his uh, phone to record it, uh, it stopped.
1: This, uh. seem, this seems to be par for the course for me. If you, if you want to quiet an animal down, uh, all I need to do is take my phone out uh, and they just stop. Uh, it's just amazing. So didn't get a chance to record it, but never mind. A few birds around. Um, The things I suppose we're seeing, we're hearing a lot of birds, but I think what we're seeing is the little fairy wrens, the little blue fairy wrens uh, around the place. Uh, But again, nothing big in the way of wildlife so far. Temperature-wise is holding, so the sun comes in and out. and it's, uh, I don't know what the temperature is at the moment, but I'm guessing it's probably around about 15, 16 degrees maybe. And it's quite pleasant as far as walking is concerned, apart from the the exertion of walking uphill in the mud.
0: <laughs> yeah, walking uphill in the mud. Yeah, it is, it's quite a pleasant day. Um, the wind died down as uh, soon as we got away from Apollo Bay this morning, and... Um you know, it's quite sheltered here, so, you know, we're walking through the forest and uh, it is, it's is—it's a, a lovely walk. Um, not a lot of flowers out uh, there starting, uh, but, you know, I think a month or maybe even a bit less and um, there'll be a lot more and it'll be much more interesting than perhaps what we, we're experiencing at the moment. But it is lovely and it's very pleasant and quite serene. Okay, we'll throw our packs back on and make our way
1: on. Good evening. It's ten past seven. We've arrived here at Blanket Bay Campground, and we arrived around about uh, twenty past five uh, after doing more kilometres than we thought. Uh, Supposedly it was twenty-one kilometres, but realistically I think we measured it being roughly twenty-three and a half kilometres on the GPS um today uh, at least for the second half of the day it was very muddy uh the trail just had a lot of water flowing from up above uh, there'd been a lot of people in fact there was a group ahead of us so we were walking through mud in a lot of cases uh and that sort of slowed us down and took quite a while so it's um given that we we uh had that that sort of slowness due to the the trail conditions uh, arriving at 20 past five wasn't too bad we thought we were probably going to arrive at around about four thirty, so it's, it's not too bad in that respect
0: yeah um the mud was quite uh, slippery quite uh, deep in places so sometimes you'd end up with ankle deep mud um and uh Thought so we had uh, an uphill this afternoon and then a downhill. I thought the downhill might be a little bit easier um, in the mud, but you know, pretty much it didn't make much difference.
1: And in fact, I actually uh, slipped over. Uh, First time I've slipped over on a hike in a couple of years.
0: Uh, That was Uh. that was quite funny. (laughs) And and you you'll see the photo with uh, his pants. It just it's dry, but it won't come off. So. Um, that's going to stay with him for the next five days.
1: Yeah, I was just walking along the edge of the trail and uh, uh, my foot slid uh, one way and my body went the other. So uh, the term A over T is probably, probably relevant in this case through you. Um, did see a bit of wildlife today, or in some cases heard a bit of wildlife. So uh, I saw three wallabies, uh, Jill didn't, uh, virtually, as soon as they saw us, they were gone. They didn't sort of hang around, and they were a, a, a largeish sort of wallaby, dark browny sort of black in colour. Uh, and as I said, as soon as, as soon as they saw us, they were just gone into the bush. The other thing that we heard but didn't see was koalas, and we came across a couple of those making that grunting noise that they do. Uh, and we could tell what side of the trail they on, we could tell roughly the direction, we just couldn't see them anywhere.
0: And once again, you know, Tim tries to record them, and as soon as he gets ready and uh, presses the button, they completely stop, so um, that's a bit of a amu- amusement that we've had today.
1: Arriving at Blanket Bay, it's a reasonable sort of car park, in fact it's a multi-purpose car park, the toilet blocks are actually probably about 100 metres from where we are camping, uh, and that's up in the main area where people can pull in with their vehicles. Um, whereas down where we are, there's a, um, a cooking shelter, uh, there's grassy group area, uh, and there's an area underneath the trees for walk-in campers. Uh, and at the end of that, you probably can't quite hear it. Uh, even though we are close to the ocean, there's a waterfall probably around about 50 metres from where we are Um and I was trying to get some photos of that. I went up and took some photos, turned around, and there were two currarongs down on the table having a go at our food bags. So I had to race back and I'll have to do the videos tomorrow morning.
0: Um, yeah, it's a really lovely um, spot, um, well laid out, um, combination of walk-in uh, hikers and uh, car campers, um, but just separated enough so um, you don't really notice that they're around. Um, there's a little bit of a um, a hike to the uh, the toilets the amenities um, but you know that's kind of not a not a big deal
1: except the forecast is for rain tomorrow so um, hopefully we'll we'll actually get up and pack the tent away before that happens and before we have to go anywhere you know to use the bathroom in the morning okay uh, so today as I said we did roughly around about 23 kilometers uh, tomorrow's a similar day, and then down to the shorter days, the 10 to 16 kilometres to finish off the last four days. Uh, So we'll see how it goes and see what changes to the trail. Uh, Today we did actually use uh, a beach walk and we did actually then walk above it. So the first choice we were given the first decision point, we opted to walk along the the rock platform, but the second one, there was 70 centimetres of water. Uh, It was getting... Uh, deeper uh, because the tide was still coming in uh, and the waves are a bit rough over the rock platform, so we couldn't actually use that. So, so far, so good. We've managed to uh, get along where we need to uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow as far as decision points. And in all honesty, I think there is actually one first up tomorrow morning where we walk along the beach uh, for probably about 50 metres and then we either have to come in and go off uh, to um, uh, inland or we, we go around the rock platform, depending on what the, the sea conditions are like. Okay, I think that's probably it. Uh, we'll talk to you later on. It's 753 Uh We're here at the campground at Blanket Bay, and we've pretty much packed up, uh, and in a couple of minutes we'll head off. Um, long night A uh, bit restless here and there I think I had a good sleep overall But it's like anything you know, sort of camping You never sleep, tend to sleep as well as you do in your bed at home But certainly you know, we went to bed probably around about 7.30 And we got up at quarter, sort of quarter to six So it was a fairly long sort of sleep or intermittent sleep Today is actually quite sunny, which we weren't expecting, I was expecting rain, and we may still get that later in the day, but at the moment it's uh, looking reasonably good, reasonably key, a bit of cloud in the sky, tiny bit of wind, but otherwise pretty good. Another planned 20km day again, and this time we do have an inlet crossing, and that's at Parker's uh, Inlet, uh, and supposedly you're not supposed to cross that at high tide because it can be anything up to sort of head height. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, high tide, where we are at the moment, was around about seven o'clock. Uh, we've probably got another hour to get where the inlet crossing is. So it, you know, high tide's not till later this afternoon, uh, but we'll see what happens when we get there. I don't think we have an alternative, I think we have to cross the inlet, but it's a matter of where it is. Uh, nice little campsite. Uh, you may be able to hear it in the background. Uh, there is uh, actually a, a waterfall. Um, and, you know, Jill was thinking it was wind last night. And there was some wind, but it's the sound of the waterfall. Uh, as I'm walking a bit closer to it now, might be a bit easier to hear. Uh, pretty little waterfall. Um, um, it's more scenic than anything else. I don't know if I'd want to swim. There's a lot of foam in the bottom of the... Uh, with the water, the pool down the bottom, and I think that's just all the, uh, all the, every, all the bits and pieces being washed in from the landscape. So we will head off in probably around about five minutes and there's a, quite a lot of people here. There's a school group that's around about 15 people in total and another private group uh, that just was just doing a, a couple of day walk. Uh, so they' just pa- everyone's packing up at the moment or uh, in various states. Uh, And I think we're staying at the same place as the school group is tonight. Okay, talk to you later on. It's 10.30 on day two uh, of our adventure on the Great Ocean Walk. And we're just sitting on the sand at the moment, having crossed uh, one of the inlets. And I can't remember the name of the inlet. but this was the uh, potentially one of the ones that was going to be an issue for us. Um, at really high tide, uh, rough seas. Potentially, the water level they are saying can be over overhead height. Um, we crossed it probably around about um, two hours after high tide, after low tide, uh, and water-wise was probably uh, 80 centimetres, I think. Uh, in in depth Uh, so it was actually not too bad but even sitting here you can see the water coming in Uh, it's progressively coming further up the beach on the other side where we came from. Nice and cold uh, water-wise at least, um, but yeah, it wasn't a huge shock, and I must admit, I we got down to the bottom of the hill, thought, oh, this is only a really narrow sort of crossing, got across that quite easily, and then realised that was the first part of the crossing, and the second part was the more serious one on the other side.
0: Yeah, it was a bit, uh, bit chilly, refreshing, um, nice to get the shoes off and cool the feet down. Um, wasn't... Uh you know, water's coming in a little bit fast now, but it was reasonably calm. Uh, a couple of deep spots, but uh, not too bad at all. So we've had a pretty um, eventful morning. I think uh, we've we've learned a lesson, which is read every sign. Um, they're not the same. <laughs> um, so we had a, a small detour. We thought we were going to be able to do a, a longer uh, rock walk, but... Uh, um, it became quite difficult, and then we came back and actually read the sign, which said, don't do that. <laughs> I think the potential
1: is to actually get down here uh, on, on the rocks, but you've got to have perfect conditions. And it, it would have been a slow walk, because the rocks tend to be very slippery. Um, Jill slipped over once, I think twice. twice. I yep. did twice. You did um, once. Um, so it's... Um, Yeah, it it was much better to take the inland option. So rather than this being uh, a decision point, really you should take the inland point. I Uh, think there's no decision. No, there's no decision really on this one. So we're just sitting here at the moment, uh, just waiting till our uh, uh, our feet dry. Uh, I've actually got my pants off because I don't have zip-off pants and I didn't want to walk with wet legs for a few hours. I'd just
0: say the Ziploc pants were a great option for me. Thank
1: you very much. Yeah, and I think that probably would be a good option. If you've got shorts on, I think you'd be fine. If you've got Ziploc pa- zip pants where you can pull the, the bottoms of the pants off, I think it would be fine. Uh, I took the shoes off. The, the bottom of the, of the, uh, of the inlet uh, is actually quite good. There's some rock there, but it's smooth sort of rock. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's not a bad sort of crossing, but I think you know, high tide's around about 1 o'clock. I think it would be interesting to see what it's like then. I'm sure it probably would be an extra 30 or 40 centimetres and probably up to around about waist depth and height. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, paying attention to the tides and getting an early start, in our case because low tide was, this, was early this morning, uh, made a big difference. OK, It's 1230 30. We're at the Otway Cape Otway Light Station uh, and we're just sitting in the car park having lunch. Um, We could have gone down to the uh, the campsite, which is another 600 metres, but uh, time-wise it just suited us. And the Heritage Precinct area is actually closed. Uh, And I don't know whether that's that's just to do with something about this time of the year or they're doing work on it, Uh, but they're saying it's shut at the moment. But there have been a lot of people walking up the hill which is the way we're going uh, to get to our campsite so we're going to have a look at the lighthouse and then uh, head down to the campsite and then head on to Air River which is where we came back tonight
0: Yeah, lovely walk uh, into uh, the lighthouse and uh, lots of heath land and weaving in and out and uh, ups and downs um, but yeah, uh, lots of ocean views as well so uh, great, uh, great morning we've had
1: uh, and as you hadn't noticed already, it's pretty windy at the moment up here So I don't know if you can hear that in the background Now we mentioned in the last post we had to do a, an inlet crossing It was Parker Parker, or Parker's Inlet So again, we just had a mental block on the name as soon as we
0: got we there We needed some sugar after we'd done that We did
1: And then you, you do the crossing and then you've got this long steep set of stairs That takes you up to the top of the hill I don't think uh,
0: I've uh, seen a set of stairs as long, even in Tasmania, there you go
1: yeah, I think the uh, yeah, the switchbacks coming down were good uh, and then you get a set of stairs going back up. So, But no, it's been pleasant today. Uh, no real muddy areas, just a couple of small patches here and there. Uh, but compared to yesterday afternoon where we had a lot of mud, it's been quite good and we have been hugging the coastline a bit more as well.
0: Yeah, and other than the wind uh, that, that we mentioned, um, uh, probably partial cloudy sky, clears in and out, um, but, yeah, quite, uh, quite good walking weather.
1: Okay, we're just going to finish our lunch and we'll head off. It's 2.50 on day two of our great ocean walk adventure. And we're just sitting here having a little bit of a rest on a, a conveniently placed rock uh, <laughs> overlooking the ocean. One of the things that's different today than yesterday, certainly we're hugging the coast and we really are walking along clifftops pretty much the whole way. Uh, so it's very different than the the mud we had for most of yesterday afternoon, uh, but yesterday we had strategically placed seats along the way. Today, so far, nothing. Um, so you just have to keep an eye out for rocks, basically, because there's no trees that are going to be big enough in this area to to provide seating.
0: Yeah, so it's a um, beautiful walk, um, as Tim said, along the the cliff tops and. Uh, Uh, you can see the ocean most of the way um, and it's pretty spectacular Um, the section that we're on at the moment is uh, I guess a sandy base so uh, sometimes uh, thicker sometimes uh, lightly sandy um, but when it's thicker it's it's actually quite hard going as well Um, but uh, walking through Heathland and yeah, it's just uh, very open um, and you can hear the wind again, but uh, yeah, really uh, lovely part of the coastline.
1: One thing we did see today, as we said over the, uh, yesterday, uh, really was um, our first day. We didn't see much wildlife except for wallabies, which Jill didn't see. Uh, mind you, Jill was in front of me today, which is normally the way, and we had a large wallaby just sitting on the side of the trail having a, a munch on some food. Uh, really didn't notice we were there until until we, we made a noise. I uh, think
0: after you took the 40th photo.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, and we also came across a large echidna that was wandering around on the middle of the track, and as soon as it saw us, it shuttled off into the, the bush uh, and hid, so we couldn't really get a, a photo of it.
0: Beautiful colouring. Um, Really dark, dark, dark brown um, with some lighter coloured spines. So, you know, just quite a very, very attractive echidna.
1: I'm used to, certainly for the last uh, uh, year, seeing the echidnas in Tasmania on the walking trails. And they're obviously very used to hikers and, and really don't move. They just don't care. Uh, whereas this one obviously wasn't used to seeing a lot of people. So as soon as it saw us, it moved out of the way. So, yeah, good, uh, good flowering waddle, uh, good flowering plants along the, uh, the coastline, uh, the, along the trail. Uh, lots of bird life as usual. I think by far the most common bird we've seen is the little little fairy wrens. Uh, they've been following us around, and even in camp last night, uh, What we, uh, you know, any time we moved, they'd be following us around to see what we kicked up, so they don't seem to mind the people at all. Okay, we will keep on going. It's 6.58 on day two, and we're here at the Ayers River Campground. Uh, And I've just been told by Jill I need to get smaller. (laughs) This tent is just
0: way too small for
1: us. (laughs) It's just your sleeping bag, takes up three quarters of it. Okay, so we arrived here at around about um, uh, 10 to 5. uh, And we actually came across another hiker. uh, So we weren't too sure who was going to be here because going online before we left, this campsite was showing up as being uh, fully booked. And I'm not quite sure what's going on at the moment, but I get the impression that the uh, Victorian campgrounds are still being in COVID mode and not allowing full capacity. Um, but, yeah, there's only Jill and I and one other person here in the hiking campground. So there's still plenty of options available. And I think there's a caravan down in the main area. So there's not a lot of people in here. We left the Cape Otway light station uh, just around about lunchtime uh, and then walked past the uh, campground there. Uh, and this afternoon we had roughly around about a nine and a half kilometre walk, although we're convinced the distances aren't quite right. One of the things I worked out before I left on this trip, there was uh, the distance of this track was being uh, listed as varying distances ranging between about 98 kilometres and 110 kilometres, depending on which resource you read, with the Park Victoria website uh, saying it's a 110-kilometre track. But when you look at their distances for, uh, between the specific campgrounds, it only add up to 100. Having said that, though, I think the 110 kilometres is probably more accurate. And for us, we also added an extra three kilometres today because we opted to try to see if we could go the rock option, and that wasn't an option. We just turned around. So we talked about this previously, but this was a decision point. I think it shouldn't be a decision point. It shouldn't even be a consideration because we're getting to a stage where we're almost having to do some bouldering to get over some, some very large rocks. Uh, the walk this afternoon was quite pleasant. It was along. long... The cliff lands, or the the, the top of the cliff, uh, and there was an option again this afternoon of going down onto the beach, but given that it was high tide and we could actually see down there and the water was coming right up against uh, uh, the dunes, so we wouldn't have had anywhere to go if the conditions had have changed or have gotten worse. Animal life, we came across uh, uh, a wallaby uh, that was just sitting itself on track eating and it didn't even notice we were there until... I talked to Jill and all of a sudden it realised and then hopped off. Uh, but I think I did manage to get a number of photos of it. Uh, so I should be able to work out what sort, of, uh, uh, what sort of wallaby it is. You may or may not be able to hear it, uh, but it has started raining. Uh, so not heavily, but you can hear it on the uh, outside of the tent. Not heavy rains by any means. And, and we were expecting rain uh, for a number of days on this trip. So don't mind too much if it rains at night time as long as it doesn't keep on going the whole night and keep on going tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so today, um, good good distances, some inadvertent. Um, uh, I, I guess I've realised that uh, uh, the this, there's something happening with the campsites uh, because the hiking uh, sites are about 100 metres away from the toilet block Um, So they probably figure that hikers can uh, do the exercise. Uh, So we had that yesterday at Blanket Bay and we've got that today at at Air River Campground. Um, But, you know, I mean, it's a typical kind of uh, site. And as Tim Tim says, there's only one other person here. So we did expect to uh, see a lot more people, but that's not, not panning out the way we thought it
1: would. What Jill didn't mention, the toilet block being 100 metres away, it's 100 metres away down a steep slope and then back up again after you've done what you need to do. So uh, I think maybe they figure that if we make it as really difficult, the hikers won't use it as much, we won't have to maintain it. Uh, But, yeah, there's there's no way that if I I can hold it, I will do, rather than get out in the rain and and walk 100 metres down the hill.
0: Well, it's not just down the hill, it's down a steep set of stairs so or or kind of makeshift stairs and then back up again so yeah it's it's one of those things that uh uh, i I think we're going to have bladder control tonight
1: So tomorrow's, uh, we've shifted away from doing double, double campsites for the moment, and in fact for the rest of the trip. So, we've done the twenty-one, twenty-two kilometres the last two days, and for the next four days, we're doing anywhere between around about ten to sixteen kilometres. Um, so, and
0: I'm, um, I'm definitely looking forward to some shorter days. Um, I think. Uh, Opportunity to enjoy. Uh, Tomorrow's a a short day, quite a short day, Um, and uh, maybe enjoy some of the sunshine at the end of the day.
1: One thing we do have is we've got to cross jo- Joanna Inlet, uh, and again, this is another one of these inlets. I don't think it's as bad as Parker's Inlet. Uh, Parker's Inlet was just one of these weird inlets that was almost an inlet within a bay, whereas uh, the inlet tomorrow, it looks like it's a tr- pretty traditional inlet where it it opens to open ocean. Uh, and uh, to make sure we get there as, as early as we can, low tide is around about 7:30 uh, but in all honesty that you know, unless we leave here uh, we've, we've got to do around about five and a half six kilometers to get there um, so you know unless we wanted to leave here at five o'clock um, we're not going to do that so we'll, we'll get there probably around about 9:30 um, and that should hopefully uh, make it a, a still relatively low. Um, the other person that's here isn't too comfortable. She's from overseas. She's not too comfortable with uh, crossing inlets, particularly when she was by herself. So she managed to avoid this one today by skipping around it. Uh, but I said to her, if she wants to, she can join us tomorrow and uh, we can help her across. So, um, again, shorty, short a day. Looking forward to it and looking forward to a good night's sleep. Okay, talk to you later. It's day three. Uh, It's Tuesday, the 30th of August, and we're just here in the kitchen shelter. uh, Pretty much packed. Uh, After we've done this recording, we'll head off. The rain that we mentioned in the last post uh, pretty much kept up through most of the night. Mind you, it did stop at about two o'clock. I thought, oh, that's good. It'll dry out by the morning, but started back up again. It's not heavy, but it's steady. So, you know, made it a bit of fun getting everything packed. The tent's sopping wet and there's just nothing much we can do about it until until we can hopefully, if we get a bit of sun during the day, we can dry it out or we can dry it out before we set it up tonight.
0: Yeah, so um, a bit of a fitful sleep in that uh, we were woken uh, by the rain and also um, just conscious that... uh, it was getting a little bit uh, damp on the extremities, but um, as tin said, it's not too heavy. Uh, it is steady, so we'll see how we go.
1: This morning around about two hours in, we've got an inlet crossing, uh, so that's the reason for getting away prior to 7.30. Would have been good if we could have got away at, say, 5.30, but that's getting a bit, uh, bit serious since we can't see what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to do that.
1: <laughs> so it, it, we're expecting it to be relatively low, but again... Um, see what happens, uh, see what uh, how wet we actually get and how deep it actually is. Okay, talk to you later. Good afternoon. It's day three, uh, Tuesday the 30th of August, and currently as we record this podcast, it's 2.40. We're at Joanna's Beach Campground, the... Uh, the version that is for Great Ocean Walkers. There's also public campgrounds further down the road. Um, today was a fairly short day. We covered roughly around about 13, 13 and a half kilometres uh, from our previous campground at Ayres River and we got here at around about 20 past twelve. Uh, so you know given that the last few days we've finished at sort of 435 uh, much shorter sort of day. We're covering shorter distances, but today we're also moving a bit faster as well. Today was uh, the last, as far as we can tell, of our formal inlet crossings. And we do have to cross some other water sources, but they're not classed as inlets. Uh, and we were a bit concerned. We thought we were going to get to the inlet uh, not too long after high uh, low tide. Uh, but as it ended up being, it was probably around about uh, three and a half hours after high tide. Um, So thankfully this was a a shallower inlet than Parker's was yesterday.
0: Yeah, so uh, weather's turned uh, pretty bad for us. Um, uh, Big winds and uh, lots of rain. Uh, It was a little bit light this morning um, before we left. Um, but it's just gotten gradually heavier and um, the rain coming in sideways is a little bit uh, difficult particularly when you're doing um, on this leg we had about two kilometers of beach walking as well but uh, the campground is another great campground um, right on the top of a cliff with some amazing views um, and uh, you know there's some good uh, sheltered uh, tent sites also some you know uh, out in the open for those who are w- wanting the ocean view when the weather's good
1: <laughs> there's one that we're looking at from the kitchen hut at the moment where is it, if, the, if it was sunny it wasn't windy if it was warm you could have your tent open and be looking at the ocean and there's one in particular that, that would do really well for that had an interesting experience this morning walking along the beach. I have never had the wind blow through my shoes before. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can probably hear the waves in the background now. Um, it's not bad, but it's certainly, um, it's certainly by no means flat. It's, uh, it's a, f- a fairly good, continual rolling sort of surf that's been going pretty much all day. <clears throat> we had a couple of patches of wet downhill track. Uh, including a short uphill section where uh, we all ended up getting totally muddy and saturated feet. There was just no way to avoid that. So at the moment, my shoes are drying. The pair of socks, which I just finished drying last night, uh, are also re-drying again. Uh, thankfully, I've got a pair that I'm just about to put on in, uh, in, in the near distant future, and I've still got a pair that I haven't used as yet. So, uh, still covered for socks, but I think definitely three socks is the way to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the good news is um, all the mud came off when we walked through um, the two kilometres of sand, and then the inlet inlet with the um, uh, the tide coming in.
1: Yeah, that is true. They were pretty muddy. I've, I've never had my shoes as muddy as this, uh, and that came off almost instantaneously as soon as we walked across the, uh, the uh, Joanna's Inlet. I think the thing with Joanna's Inlet, it, it, each of these inlets is very unique in the, how they operate and what they do. So the inlet we crossed yesterday, which was Parker's Inlet, it was virtually not moving at all, even though we were a couple of hours after uh, low tide and it was around about 70 centimetres deep uh, and it certainly would have got deeper than that at high tide uh, whereas this inlet, um, fairly shallow I think the deepest it probably got was around about just below knee level uh, but we did have some surge of waves coming from the ocean uh, which meets directly into the inlet so you know, when you get hit with a wave you basically just brace yourself uh, let the water disappear and then keep on walking we tried to time it to avoid the every fourth or fifth uh, decent wave and we misjudged, so uh, we, we ended up getting wet below the knees pretty much. But not a difficult crossing. Uh, we thought it could have been potentially worse. If it had been a, a deeper inlet like Parker's, uh, potentially that could have been a bit more of an issue. At the moment, what we're doing is sitting inside the kitchen hut. Uh, it looks a bit like a gear store. We've got everything hanging up to dry. You know, we've got our sleeping bags fluffing themselves up ready for this evening. Tents are up uh, and uh, sleeping mats are in there. So uh, we've just been – it's not the sort of day you go wandering. It's really the day you sit inside and stay warm. Uh, so
0: We can't stay warm, but anyway <laughs> – It's a spectacular
1: view, nonetheless. Yeah, it it would be an amazing view uh, when it was sunny and uh, not blowing a gale. Good evening. It's 6.43 on Tuesday the 30th, day three on our Great Ocean Walk adventure. And we're just in bed having had dinner uh, and managing to get everything set up. And basically it's time to go to bed. Today was an interesting day. Uh, we had the uh, inlet crossing uh, on Joanna's Inlet, and we weren't too sure what it was going to be like, and we sort of ended up missing low tide. But we, uh, where we're camping in the campground at Joanna's uh, um, Inlet, uh, it's by ourselves. We're away from the rest of everybody else, and we look down onto the inlet itself, so we've been watching the inlet all afternoon just to see what's happening, uh, and it got a bit higher, uh, and then certainly over the last few hours, it's dropped off again as low tide hits around about in another hour, hour and a half, roughly. So again, worst case situation, we could have hovered around on the beach, which certainly wouldn't have been my first choice, uh, and then tried to cross over. But in most cases I think unless you've got a king tide uh, really rough seas and heavy rains coming out of the inlet I think uh, in all honesty it's it's not as bad and, and won't be as bad as the one at Parker's Inlet
0: Yeah we did have to watch the wave action for a little while to make sure that we uh, knew what the sets were looking like um, and uh, it probably was at worst kind of uh, a bit more than calf height when um, a decent wave came in, but um, uh, we did have someone with us who wasn't familiar with um, walking through waves or walking through inlets, and uh, yeah, we we realised what we took for granted in terms of um, you know the knowledge that you have about um, being safe on the beach and. Um, yeah we we ended up uh, um giving a bit of guidance uh in in that regard but you know we we did it and as tim said um you know as long as you do it um watch what you're doing do it do it uh, carefully and deliberately um you know unless it's king tide, you probably wouldn't um have too much trouble but i have to say I don't think hanging around on the beach was going to be an option. I mean, the weather was pretty bad. Uh, the wind was up and the rain was teeming down. So, you know, that would would have been uh, not a very pleasant place to be. Um, and as we were watching the, um, the water coming in, uh, the tide coming in, we probably would have to have gone back to a different part of the beach if we were actually going to be staying on the beach
1: Having said that with the Inlet crossing, we didn't time it well. We sort of uh, miscounted and uh, uh, we ended up getting hit by a wave, but it was a wave that was only around about knee depth. Uh, but again, it's um, we're used to crossing inlets, we're used to being around the ocean, so basically we just had to brace ourselves and we were fine. Uh, and Jill didn't make as she said, she uh, the person we had traveling with us was from overseas, uh, wasn't really familiar with it, and, um, and she did a really good job. Yeah, so, um, uh, but yeah, we thought. OK, yeah, timed this really badly. As soon as the water disappeared, got out of there reasonably quickly and managed to get get away from there without too much problem.
0: Um, yeah, and we haven't really talked about the the campgrounds um, very much, but they, they're quite, um, quite well-appointed. I mean, it, you know, it's basic, um, but uh, they've all got toilet paper um, and plenty of it, which is, you know, um, all, always a bit of a challenge. Um, I'd suggest that you need to bring an emergency uh, supply, but uh, uh, pretty much our toilet paper supply is untouched, um, so we'll be taking that back home for the next next hike. Um, at this hike, uh, at this campsite, we're not 100 metres away from the facilities, so that's a good thing, um, and there isn't... Um, a very steep set of uh, um, uh, stairs uh, to get down to the facilities in the middle of the night. So that's a bonus at this site. So it's really quite lovely, and even though it's on the top of the cliff, um, quite sheltered.
1: It looks like over the next few days we don't we might have some minor, very minor creek crossings, but we've got no inlet crossings, so that's that's always something to look forward to. Uh, so really, uh, we've travelled uh, according to the guidebook. We've basically travelled uh, twenty-one kilometres, twenty-two kilometres the first day, twenty-one kilometres the next day. So that's forty-three plus another thirteen and a half, uh, so fifty-seven and a half roughly. Um, so it's um yeah we're we're over halfway and we've still got three days with a hiking left to do uh, and those days will basically be made up of roughly 15 ish sort of kilometer days okay time for bed uh, and tomorrow we've got a Um, we're down to short days so we've got three shorty sort of days although having said that looking through the guidebook the last day um, is roughly around about 18 kilometers to the visitor center and then we've got a three kilometer walk up the road to our hotel okay talk to you later on As mentioned at the start of this podcast episode, this was the first half of our trip. The travel down to Victoria and the first half, the first three days of our trip on this trail itself. There are a few things we uh, did highlight or briefly touch on uh, and we will continue to do so in the next episode which finishes off the on-trail recordings. Um, And we will go more into depth into some of the things like uh, inlet crossings, uh, the decision points on this trail and the distances because I think they need their their own section to talk about more in depth about what we saw the issues or what the potential problems were uh, and uh, it, it didn't need to be as difficult in some respects as it, as it may have been uh, and uh, well, as I said we'll cover that in not next episode, episode 529, but in episode 530 when we talk about expectations versus reality. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. That's all for us. Bye for now.